Let's talk about the softer side of retirement planning, things like meaning and purpose and fulfillment. Special guest Kevin Lyles is here with me to talk about it in this, the 78th episode of the Retirement Planning Education Podcast. Welcome to the Retirement Planning Education Podcast, where you can learn all about IRAs and Roth IRAs, employer retirement plans, taxes, Social Security, Medicare, Portfolio Withdrawal Strategies, Annuities, Estate Planning, and much more. And now here's your host, Andy Panko. Hello, everybody. Thank you as always for listening to the Retirement Planning Education Podcast. Today is part one of two of a pre-recorded chat I had with my buddy Kevin Lyles. Kevin Lyles is a or was a corporate lawyer for, for his career retired a handful of years ago. And uh, part of his finding meaning and purpose and fulfillment in retirement was to help others find meaning and purpose and fulfillment in retirement. So Kevin uh, went back to school, for lack of a better word, became a retirement coach, you know, a certified retirement coach, retirement planning coach, and now um, is is very active in many communities and working with people to help them discuss and prepare for retirement with a focus on not just the financial side, but the the softer side. Which, which a lot of people overlook. I mean, it's it's easy, well, not easy, but everyone knows they need to sort of pay attention to and and have a plan for things around, did I save enough? How am I going to access my money? When am I going to take social security? What do I do with my house? So, you know, all those sort of typical financial things that you and I always talk about here on this podcast and, and, and the other uh, retirement planning education outlets. And that financial stuff is definitely important. But the non-financial stuff is as important, if not more, and that that covers things like you know meaning, purpose, fulfillment. I, I keep saying those are sort of the three best words I can come up with. But a, a lot of people struggle with retirement, especially if you worked in a traditional you know full time job, you know forty, fifty hours a week, whatever it was for for forty years, run, run, run full steam, and then you stop cold turkey and you retire, and now you get all this time thrust upon you. And sure, the first week or two may be a tremendous, you know, quite the honeymoon. But at some point, you may lose identity for better or, work, uh, better or worse. Your work life, your professional life was, was probably a very large part of your identity. What you did was uh, kind of who you associate yourself or what you associate yourself with. And your social network as well. You probably didn't realize it at the time, but your friends, your coworkers, you know, or your, I should say your coworkers were probably your friends. You'd see them uh, a lot. You know, you'd have lunches with them. You go on casual coffee breaks with them. You may hang out with them after work for happy hours or, or whatever birthday parties, weddings, I don't know. And, and so that that sort of became, for many people, the core of your social network. You leave that, that social network often stops. I mean, you, you may have a going away party. You may say, yeah, we'll keep in touch. It's been great. And you know, we'll, we'll call you, we'll email, whatever. But that, anyone who's been there knows what I'm talking about. I, I've left multiple jobs, all on my own terms. And it wasn't for retirement per se, but um, I, I've been there. You know, I've worked with people I was really close with for a few years, handful of years, however many years. And then leave and everyone's all, you know, mushy and hugging. Oh, we'll, we'll stay in touch and it's been great. And, and, and you don't, privately speaking, you don't. Unless you live really close to them and it's convenient, you, you just you just don't because your lives now sort of diverge. They're still working. They still live where they live. They still go to the job every day. You're now doing you, whatever that is. So you often lose a lot of identity, social connection, and, and it can be quite isolating. And if you're not prepared for that or you don't have a plan for that, that could be, I don't want to say catastrophic, that, 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 that's almost too um, bombastic, but it's possibly catastrophic. But it, it could really derail your retirement. It could lead to depression, unhappiness, um, you know, sitting around the house, not doing anything, which leads to weight gain and health problems and, and other you know, mental and physical issues. Another thing for um, you know, married couples, or not even married, but just partners 
who live together, cohabitate, whatever, is when you're working, you both have your routines. You know, maybe you both have jobs. You're both out of the house most of the day. You really only see each other a little bit on nights and weekends. And that's okay. You know, you find stuff to fill your time. Or one person stays, you know, doesn't work outside the house. Uh, the other one has, uh, you know, works 40, 50 hour a week job somewhere. And you both have your roles and functions. You know, the, the one who stays at home has his or her routine set and things he or she does and whatever. The other person retires now, boom, all of a sudden, the person that was out of the house for 40, 50 hours a week is now around all the time every day. And that could be stressful and lead to anxiety and contention and fights between, between the couple because your lives are now in this this new routine that neither of you necessarily were uh, um, you know, prepared for, and, and it could be quite the shuffle. So anyway, so so Kevin, he focuses on stuff like that. All this stuff is important to have a plan to think through, to try to anticipate and, and address and, and have some sort of roadmap for how you're going to deal with this stuff when the time comes. So today's episode is a previous recording from when I was doing the weekly live videos in my Facebook group which was called Taxes and Retirement at the time. I've since recalled it Retirement Planning Education. Kevin Lyles uh, was a member of the group who I already knew of from his involvement in Roger Whitney's Rock Retirement Club, which I'm also a, uh, Kevin and I are, are, are now both um, coaches slash counselors in that, in that club. But I met Kevin through the Facebook group. He offered to come on and talk about the softer side of retirement because he realized that in the group, I was mostly talking about technical financial things like you know taxes and Medicare and Social Security and portfolio draws and whatever. So I was super, super thankful Kevin came on, shared his knowledge. It was really eye-opening to me and a lot of uh, listeners and followers of the group. So I thought it would be helpful for you all as well. It was about an hour-long recording Kevin and I did. I'm splitting it up not quite 50-50. Today's portion of it's a little longer than the next one. But so next week's episode of this podcast will be part two. So that's that. Uh, I will stop blabbing now and bring you the uh, first part of my previous recorded chat with Kevin Lyles about, we, I think we called it retirement readiness, but it was basically just a softer side of uh, getting ready for retirement. So without further ado, here you go. Here's part one. Here we are. Kevin, can you see us? I can. Hi, Andy. Awesome. And check this out, Kevin. Here you go. I got your own custom nameplate here. I want a copy. <laughs> <laughs> so again, Kevin Lyles, um, you know, re- retirement coach. He is the uh, head coach and uh, I believe head, head of education for the Rock Retirement Club. Um, Kevin, can you just tell us? Actually, hold on. Before that, you know, I got this dad joke thing, Kevin. Let me uh, let me hit you with some of these, and for the crowd. And I understand you may have brought one of your own as well. I did. I I prepared. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. All right, first one, Kevin. Five-fourths of people admit they're bad with fractions because <laughs> that's greater than one. How about that? <laughs> it's like I always tell my kids, 66% of statistics are made up. And every time I say that, I change the number. They love it. All right. When you ask your dad if he's all right, he says, no, I'm half left. <laughs> and finally, why was the big cat disqualified from the race? Any ideas, Kevin? No, tell me. Because he was a cheetah. <laughs> which, which I thought about that. And like, you know, if you're from New York area where I am or Boston, you may not quite get that. So yeah, he, he cheated. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I was playing cards with Fitzy and uh, he's a cheetah. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So Kevin, you have a joke for us? I do. And, and of course, my dad joke is about retirement. What do retirees call a long lunch? What do retirees call a long lunch? I don't know. Normal. There you go. All right. That's, that's <laughs> something to aspire to. Right. <laughs> Um, all right. So, so Kevin, if you can just, you know, introduce yourself a bit, tell us what you do, how you got here. Sure. Well, I 
had a legal career of about 30 plus years and retired at the age of 55. And after I retired, I was thinking about, well, how am I going to support the family for the rest of our lives? So I decided to start studying retirement planning and got my CRPC designation. And then by that time, I was six months to a year into retirement. And I decided, you know what, the money stuff, I think I've got figured out now. It's the non-financial stuff that is really, uh, really the issue. And I was a member at that time in the Rock Retirement Club okay, and learning a lot in there. And that helped me with the financial side. But I was really not struggling in retirement, but I realized I needed to grow. And so I studied and became a certified retirement coach and then started doing that within the club. So Roger is the retirement planner and I'm the retirement coach. We have some other coaches as well. And that's been doing that. So I have 400 plus members that I work closely with on on helping them rock retirement. Okay. That's awesome. Fantastic. And uh, j- just so everyone watching at home knows, comments are working. I can see them here. So, um, you know, as you have a question for, for Kevin, special guest, just post it up there and I can lay it on the uh, lay it on the screen here. For example, Facebook user gave a thumbs up. Here we go. So, Kevin, this is what you'll see when uh, when I throw your question your way. Okay. So, um, people, don't be shy. If you got something to ask Kevin, throw it in. And t- tonight's topic is, you know, retirement readiness and the the softer, more kind of uh, personal side of, you know, mental, emotional side of preparing for retirement, right? Whereas I'm sort of the numbers and tax guy. I realize it's, it's equally important, if not as important, uh, you know, more important to be mentally, emotionally prepared. That's your wheelhouse, right? Uh, so that's right. My friend Mark Ross says uh, you, the planners handle the money side of retirement. We handle the, the mission side of retirement. So. Right. Yeah, that's great. So can, can you maybe, um, you know, what does a retirement coach do, whether this is what you do in the club or just in general? How would you explain? Yeah, that? yeah. There are a lot of issues we cover that are really critical to retirement success. And let me just go over the the big topics and and maybe we'll talk talk about them in future media meetings yeah sure the first one is career and work and really you, you need to replace what you were getting from your job when you retire and we'll talk about that in a little bit but then are you going to have a job in retirement are you going to work part-time full-time for money volunteer but working is an important part of life and you've got to make those decisions sure Second big question every retiree faces is where are you going to live? You yeah. know, wh- where you live while you're working is largely determined by your job for most of us. When you retire, you've got a choice. Do you want to stay there where you've probably got friends and fa- family or do you want to move to another area and really change things up? So that's a huge decision, as you know, has both financial and non-financial implications. Yeah. On the finance side, we don't deal with the retirement plan. What we deal with is the confidence in the retirement plan. In other words, you've got to be comfortable. You've got to sleep at night. Maybe that's the way to say it. Uh, And if you're not comfortable and you don't have confidence that you've got the money's going to last you for the rest of your life, then you're going to have problems in retirement. You're going to have a lot of stress you don't need. Sure. The two that people always think about are leisure and hobbies. 
right? That's that's what you think about going into retirement. And they're very important, but they take on a different aspect in retirement. So we talk about that as retirement coaches is what are you going to do for leisure activities? What are you going to do for hobbies? Are those hobbies going to become more like your your vocation in retirement or are they going to stay as hobbies? Uh, so those kinds of things. Social. You know, when you leave work, you leave a lot of your work colleagues behind and you may stay in touch, but it's never the same. And if you go through an age in retirement, you lose social connections for various reasons. People move around a lot. People unfortunately pass away. You need to keep building those social networks. And that one of the key facts for longevity is having strong social connections. So that's an area we deal with. Another one that's obvious is health and wellness. You know, I think everyone who retires goes on a diet, starts exercising more, and it just you start thinking more about your own mortality. And so you start thinking about, well, how can I extend it? And, you know, the concept being you're not so much trying to add years to your life. You're trying to add life to your years <laughs> and making sure that as you age, you you can do it productively and, and you can get get around and do what you want. So that's it's health and wellness are big areas. Another big one's family relationships, you know, especially if you and your spouse have been working, both of you, and you retire around the same time. Now you're together 24 seven and it puts a lot of strain. We have a lot of divorces. We have a lot of depression around retirement and it's because of the strain on those relationships. So that's something coaches do is really deal with how do you do that? Uh, and and other family members, it, it doesn't have to be a spouse. You know, your own children, your relationship changes once you've retired. Um, and then there's grandparenting. You know, the 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 beauty of retirement. I'm not there yet. We're uh, our our youngest son got married this year, so I know my wife's very anxious and and is dropping hints all the time. But right. but grandparenting is a great part of retirement, and that's something we deal with. So those are are some of the big areas that we cover. And and then special issues of singles. You know, if you retire and you're single and a lot of people are and then a lot of people become single through that divorce, those divorce numbers I talked about, as well as deaths of a, a spouse, you have a lot of unique issues. And that's another area that we we deal with as as retirement coaches. Yeah. And, and just from this relatively small, well, it looks to be a relatively small list of things. You can tell how massive, right, all <laughs> this will go and what the implications are of this. Um, even quick little personal story, the social connection, for example. So I'm not retired per se, but I left a nearly 20-year career working in large, uh, working in midtown Manhattan and high-rise buildings with lots of people around, working at really big companies, you know, hundreds of people on my floor or whatever always around and socializing and sat next to, you know, a bunch of people within stone's throw of me. That all stopped. You know, that was my whole career. I stopped to start my own business, working predominantly from home by myself. Here I am. Um, that's hard. That was, that was an adjustment to, to go from every day, the water cooler banter. And that is so much of your social connection. Now, granted, I still have my friends locally and whatever, but I, I miss it. You know, that the social relations, what I miss about my old, not much else, but you know, socialization is a huge part of it. And I can see how that's a serious issue that needs to be addressed prior to pulling the ripcord and walking out your last day you know, of retirement. Yeah. 2020 gave a lot of people sort of a look, a peek into retirement, didn't it? But, yeah, yeah. you know, at least what you're doing is you're out there 
you're doing these kinds of things. So you're talking to people, you're talking to clients. Imagine if there were no clients right. anymore yeah. and, and no people you're talking to. So you really need to take the initiative in retirement and generate those social connections. Yeah, that's right. So we have a uh, interesting, you know, related comment. Uh, apologies, we don't see most people's names here. So I'll just generically say user, but at 62, thinking whether if I should take the retirement package being offered by my company, three months of pay at the end of first quarter. It isn't the money that concerns me, but the lack of a well-defined plan as to what I will do in retirement. How common is this question, Kevin? <laughs> it's extremely common. Uh, the only part that's not common is money's not concerning me because <laughs> m- money's concerning most. So you're fortunate, uh, Facebook user, but... <laughs> Look, I entered retirement without really knowing. I didn't have a plan to become a retirement planner or a retirement coach. I knew I would want to do something. I was retiring fairly young yeah. and had some ideas. This wasn't one of them. So I sort of found my way after I retired, and you can too. But as we'll talk about here in a few minutes, the more you can plan and think about it, and I'll try to give you some, some ideas and some thoughts that might help you to think about what you might want to do. Okay. And, you know, follow up comment. I don't know if this is from the same person, but don't retire until you at least think you know what you want to do. Yeah. And that's great advice. Although, as we've dealt with in the Rock Retirement Club this year, a lot of people lost their jobs this year. So they didn't have a choice. Right. You know, we, we did a whole series of meetups on that with with people who had lost their job this year due to, you know, COVID causing the company to go down. Sure. And it's kind of hokey sounding, but I think it's perfectly appropriate or exactly appropriate is you have to make sure you're not retiring away from something, but retiring to something. I love right? that formulation. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Don't just leave your job because you hate it. Because if you've been running full steam for 40 years and quit cold turkey, that could be a real unpleasant shock to the system, right? Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, one common method is, hey, I'm just going to do nothing for three months, six months. And unwind. You know, if yeah. you've been in a really stressful job, like you say, sort of jet setting on, you know, a lot of travel, maybe you just need to decompress before you make decisions. You know, I, I always hear that the standard advice from financial planners after a spouse dies is don't make any major financial decisions in that first year till you figure out who you're going to be and what you want out of life. It's sort of yeah. the same thing with the retirement transition is you need to figure that out. But I do think there's a lot of planning you can do to help you along the way. Okay. So this may be, um, well, this question gets ahead of things a little bit, but here's an interesting comment from Brenda. You become busier after retirement. I'm not sure why. (laughs) It's because everything expands. It takes you two hours to do what you used to spend 10 minutes to do. I can tell you, Brenda. (laughs) (laughs) my, my, My father said the same. He retired a couple of years ago. And he worked full, you know, full time up until he retired. And he would still cut the grass when he got home at night. He would still, you know, go to the store. He'd still do whatever other errands and, and maintenance and stuff. Um, he stopped working and he thought he'd have all this time, but his time's filled up. Like he's cutting the grass still. He's like, where does, where does all this time go? I have whatever, 40, 50 hours extra per week, but I'm still always busy. I don't get it. <laughs> when I was practicing law, my calendar was done in 15 minute increments and I might have 30, 40 things on it on a day to do now in retirement. If I have three, I can barely get them done. And if I have four, I feel stressed out. So, (laughs) (laughs) Right. 
All right. Uh, so this this one, I guess we can go a lot of ways, but um, what have been some successful strategies? Maybe just kind of, you know, pick one of the bullets we hit on before and, and talk about that perhaps. Yeah. Well, let, let's start with uh, the five functions of work and the need to replace those, because I think that's where every retiree, you know, you're retiring from a career or at least a job that you've had for some period of time. So what's that job provide you? And therefore, you're thinking about what holes do you need to fill in retirement? Uh, in fact, I'm going to do an Andy here. The Ooh, five there you go. functions. See if I can get this in here. The five functions of of work. There it is. Um, yep. There I got it. Uh, <laughs> I've seen you do that. I, w- I was impressed. So I wanted <laughs> it, to give it took it a lot of practice to finally you know figure out where the center of the camera is. So the first one a job gives you is it gives you a salary, right? That's yeah. that's that's the first one everyone thinks of, and it gives you some financial stability. What you're doing in retirement is you're taking that salary you had, that's going away. You need to go from compensation to a retirement paycheck. Mm-hmm. And that's where someone like you comes in, Andy, to help them figure out how am I going to pay my bills in retirement? How do I create an income stream? Yeah. So that's and, and as I talked earlier, it's about having confidence in that plan that it's going to be enough to meet your needs and it's going to last you for the rest of your life, however long that is. You know, if we all knew our expiration date, it would be a lot easier to plan for, wouldn't it? Sure. Yeah. So that's one. The second one, though, and this is the one that really gives people a lot of trouble is time management. You know, a job gives us structure to our days. We normally get up. Hopefully we work out, have a little breakfast, uh, get cleaned up, commute to work in the, back in the olden days. Right. In 2019, right, right, yeah. we go to work. And a job gave us structure, and then we would come home, we would have dinner, blah, blah, blah. Well, now you're retired, your calendar's empty. You don't have structure yeah. today. You don't have to wake up at any particular time. So you need to create structure to your day. And that's as I'm coaching people, that's what I really, really try to get people to do is don't just let your day get filled up. Plan for how you want your day to be filled up. Create some structure right. in it. Some people need more structure than others. I know someone that said, you know, if I've got four hours open, I don't know what to do with myself. Other people cherish having four hours open to just be. Right. And so it's time management. The next one is sense of utility. And this is probably the most important one because it it a job adds purpose and meaning to our lives. And we need to have that in retirement. That's where when retirements fail, I'm seeing something strange on the screen here. Are you seeing it okay? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that happened last week. It should go away shortly. Okay. Um, Looks like we're we're still running live. So sounds like we're good. So here we go. You need your job gives us that purpose and meaning. And so without a job, we need to create our own purpose and meaning. And that's something we'll talk about in another session sometime is how do you do that? But it's it's really important that you have that socialization. We talked about a little bit. You talked about leaving. You know, you were on a on it in a high rise. You had lots and lots of work colleagues, all those friends and relationships that a job gives you. And I can tell you during our career, 90 percent of our friends were work friends. Right. You know, it just that we were very busy and that's that's who we hung out with after work. So that's going to change. Now, we still make time and that's an important thing to do. 
to continue to see those people uh, get together, but you're not going to do it on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So you need to add friends and add that to your life. And then the final thing a job gives you is status or or significance. And, and it's really a sense of identity. It's who you are. You know, if you're a police officer, that's who you are. And that's that's very important to you. And when you retire, that goes away. So you need to develop a sense of identity. You may become a different person in retirement. Yeah. You know, you might want to become a grandfather of the year. You might want to be a master gardener. You might want to be a marathon runner. Yeah. You might want to cure cancer, you know, do cancer research, whatever it is. If it has meaning to you, it'll give you a sense of personal worth. So those five things are really something every retiree should think about. How am I going to fill those five functions that work fills for us? Yeah. Now, would you go so far as to say, uh, you know, don't don't retire until you until you've addressed those? Now, obviously, if it's within your control, if you're laid off or pushed out the door, different story. But, um, you know. <laughs> It sounds like it's that important that this should be alongside with your financial retirement plan to have these things addressed, correct? Yeah, I, I, I think it's best. I think the ideal is to have some thoughts about it, but it's one of those things until you're retired, you don't know who you're going to be. Yeah. And and so it's sort of like I, I you face it, I'm sure, as a retirement planner trying to help people decide how much money are you going to spend in retirement? Right. You look at your budget while you're working and you say, well, you're not going to have to pay Social Security taxes any longer. Yeah. We can take that out. Maybe not as much uh, ex commuting expenses. You have those kinds of issues, but you never really know until your clients are retired a couple years. Sure. How many vacations are they going to take? How much leisure spending are they going to do? And it's sort of like that on some of these softer issues until you're retired. You don't know what you're going to want to do. You don't know who you're going to be necessarily. And look, it's it's retirement isn't a destination. It's the start of the race is the way yeah. I look at it. So, yes, ideally, you do as much planning as you can and thinking about it. But I don't have a problem with anyone who says I need to get out of this job now, uh, either because they're telling me to. Yeah. They're kicking me out right, or yeah. I just. I, I'm just, it's too much and I need to get out. I'm going to figure it out later. I think you can manage that. Okay. An interesting sort of related comment um, from even before, you know, we started on this particular topic. Even if you have a post-retirement plan, be ready for it to change. You never know when an opportunity such as job, hobby, volunteering will pop up that interests you. And, and I think that correlates well with the financial planning. Um, you, you know, life's going to change. You're planning for 30 or more years. And it doesn't mean you're not going to be able to predict what's going to happen in 10, 20, 30 years. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try, but you have to realize you need to be agile is the great word. Uh, flexible kind of roll with the punches as life happens, as financial markets do what they do, whatever the softer side, same thing, right? Like it's good to spec out what you think you want your retirement to be. But who knows? Life has fun ways of manifesting itself. Yeah, this that's a the the way that comment reads is a perfect way to say it. You know, one of the as a retirement coach, we look at a number of retirement success factors, factors that will will tend towards a successful retirement. And one of the big ones is adaptability. Mm -hmm. And that's that's coming in here. How do you react to change? Does change cause you 
in uh, unusual stress or do you just roll with the punches, take advantage of new? And, you know, this is talking about new opportunity. It also life will also present you with new challenges. Right. Right. And 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 some negative things. And again, how do you adapt? How do you react to those? That's what's going to be key to, to a successful retirement. Yeah, realize your plans will change, good, bad, or indifferent, unfortunately, right? Man um, plans, God laughs, right? <laughs> couple couple questions uh, about handouts, some of them with LOLs after them, but uh, any way you'd be able to share some of these things afterward? I understand if you're not, if they're proprietary to other sources. No, I, I, I'll, I'll send you a, a copy of that chart and you can post it in the in the site. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, I guess slightly off topic from the, from the item we were just discussing, but I think super important, gray divorce. That's, uh, you know, I think that's a term for it. So what are some reasons there are a lot of divorces after retirement? Is there too much micromanagement? Is it too much time to, <laughs> I don't know, pull <laughs> around. Not okay, sure. I'm going to get in trouble with my gender, but it's, it's just too much husband in a lot of, <laughs> yeah, I married you for, for better, for worse, but not for lunch. That's the, the <laughs> retirement coach joke. Wow. No, hey. it, if you think about it, uh, and, and again, it, it, it's, it's very different. It's stressful regardless of whether both spouses were working or just one was. Yeah. So let's take the situation. My wife had, had retired 20-some years ago, basically, when, when our kids were born. Okay. And so – the home was her domain. Now she does things out of the home. So she's very independent, but I knew when I retired, I can't just hang around the house all day. So yeah. I get If I have nowhere to go, I get out of there. I figure, feel like, you know, this will be best for our marriage. Too much of me, I know is not a good thing, but so that's one. If you're both working and you both retire at the same time, one thing that causes a lot of problems is people is the two partners have very different ideas of an ideal retirement. Okay. One is exhausted and wants to hit the couch and relax and unwind. The other is ready to start out on a world adventure. Yeah. Right. And if you haven't, and that's when we talk about the changing relationships with spouses, one of the things we do and the part of planning you need to do is have these conversations with your spouse you know, before retirement, if (laughs) there are spouses who don't want the other spouse to retire, they're so worried about, well, he or she's going to be home all day. And in my, you know, in my kitchen or in my, my workshop, that's, you know, I don't like that. So have those conversations. Is that, is that more common than, than we may think it is? People know there may be some friction, maybe some issues and just kind of put their head in the proverbial sand about it and hope for the best when retirement starts. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and usually there is a lot of stress around retirement. So if you're the person who's retiring, you already are under a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I'll, I'll I'll attack the male gender here. We we tend to internalize and we, we don't share our, that stress with our, with our spouse. Okay. You know, we don't say, oh, I'm really worried about what I'm going to do in retirement, how I'm going to keep busy. If I, am I going to have any friends? And so by internalizing that, 
you're not, you're not communicating with your spouse. Right. And, yeah. and that becomes the problem. It's, it's gray divorce is the, is the term. I mean, it's, it is the highest uh, divorce percentage of any age group is the post 60 uh, divorce. Yeah. I, I, I read that a handful of months ago in investment news or something that that statistic, I didn't, I didn't realize that I know obviously divorce rates aren't, aren't favorable, but particularly among. Uh, yeah. You know, you think about it, it is a time of life when it changes at the maximum. Yeah. You're, you're leaving your career. So that's the huge change. Your children are usually leaving the nest. That's a huge change. Your parents are probably getting up there and starting to either die or decline in health. And that's a huge it's just an extremely stressful time. Yeah. And then you take two spouses who were on top of the world in their career and now they're thrown in the house together with nothing to do. So now we're being very negative here, Andy, and I don't like that because I think retirement is the most wonderful time of life. It is. Yes. And just one quick comment on the topic. June Lee, too much togetherness, question marks. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds like, uh, unfortunately, yes. All right. Um, here's here's a big one. Uh, I think is definitely important. More from the financial mindset, I guess. But how do you get out of the mindset of continuing to save? So another sort of hokey analogy, but while you're working and saving, building the nest egg, that's the accumulation stage. You know, you're going up the mountain, building, saving. Top of the mountains, you retire. Well, guess what? You still have to get down the mountain. Getting down is as important as getting up. And getting down is decumulating, or in most people's cases, actually having to spend from your assets, which after 60, 60 plus years of constantly being a, save- a saver, watching your baby, watching this nest egg grow, now, not only is it not growing, but you're taken from it. Uh, thoughts on that? How to address that? Uh, it's it's absolutely a huge issue. Retirement planner, they did a survey of retirement planners and asked them to cite the top two concerns of their retired clients. Number one, wanting a real purpose in retirement. Number two, feeling free to spend what they had worked so hard to earn over their lifetimes. It's It's a huge issue. And it's the problem is because we don't know how long we're going to live. So do you take the, you know, people often look at the the mortality tables. And I think right now for a 65 year old, it's around 83, 84, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Well, that's 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 the average. (laughs) You shouldn't plan to be average, should you? You ought to hope and expect to do much better than that. And so you're planning for a really indefinite period. So it's tough. It's it's where having a good retirement planner can give you some of that confidence we talked about in your plan so that you're yeah. able to spend it. Right. Um, another sort of comment about the unknowns. The hardest part is to plan for the unknowns, especially if you are a passive type A personality. So you want to plan, you know, you want to know, you want things to be black and white and mapped out. It's got to be quite the adjustment, right? It, it sure is. And, and and just, you know, retirement seems the opposite of type A, right? right. As a type A, you're frenetic in your activity. You're always pursuing a goal and you have no downtime. Well, retirement, you're just thrown in and now you have nothing to do. So yeah. that's part of this planning. And it's really it's really the message I wanted to talk about tonight. So let's jump right in. Do it. Uh, I titled. I titled it 
I didn't title it. I stole this title, Retirement Reimagined. It's from a book by Dr. Terry Nyhus, and it's called Retirement Reimagined from Ordinary to Extraordinary. And I love that subtitle from ordinary to extraordinary, because if you think about your career and your life as ordinary, and that's not to mean negative, that's not a negative connotation. It's just that's your ordinary life. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? In retirement with some planning, it can become extraordinary because you're not burdened by all the things that your career burdens you by. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what I wanted to talk to your audience about tonight is, first of all, you, you said 30 years, and I love that because that that's sort of what we all say. But, you know, when you think about a period of 30 years, and quite honestly, the way longevity is going, it may be 40. Yeah. Right? This may be the greatest, the longest period of your life. If you're married, it's most certainly going to be the longest period of your your married life together. Or hopefully it will. Let's uh, say that's in- I never thought about it that way, but yeah, that, that's an interesting tidbit. And you know, if you think back, I think back to my parents. You know, retirement was a completely different thing. It was by the time you quit work, you didn't have too much life left in yeah. you. And I don't mean necessarily years. I just mean you were tired. You were yeah. older, even though chronologically you're the same age as as we are retiring today, perhaps. But it was just different. And you didn't expect to live 30 or 40 years. And you didn't expect to have a lot of con- uh, a, a lot of uh, contributions after that it, to, to life. And so what you need to do is you need to really plan for what do you want to accomplish? I think goals are so important to retirees. Mm-hmm. You can't just let life happen. 30 years, 40 years, whatever it is, is way too long a period of your life to just let Whatever happens, happens. So I want you to be very proactive about it. I want you to plan for what you want to do. You ought to have, just like you did, I'm sure, during your career. What's your one-year goal? What's your three-year goals? What's your five and ten? Where do you want your career to go? Well, now it's where do you want your life to go? Mm -hmm. And like I say, retirement's not a destination. It's, It's just the start of an adventure. And if you think about it that way and you plan for it that way, it really can be that. Yeah. Okay. So plan, make a plan. Yeah. Make a plan, have goals, uh, think about what's important to you uh, and work those things into your life. You know, you're going to have so much more freedom in retirement. If you think about it, you've never had this freedom at any time in your life when you were uh, before you got out of school. Your parents dictated where you lived, what you did, uh, where you went, uh, all those kinds of things. Now you have freedom to decide that yourself. You have freedom to decide whether you're going to work. If so, how much, what you're going to do. I think it's very healthy for retirees to give up their prior field and do something entirely new. Maybe it's a passion you had earlier in life that you, you know, it was the, it was the road you didn't go down. Well, now you can go back and maybe do that again. If you want to do something, if you're not looking to actually have a job and work, Maybe it's 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 a volunteer activity that you want to pursue and try to make a real difference. Yeah, maybe it's, it doesn't have to be grand. It just has to be very meaningful and personal to you and something that you want to build your life around and do. And if you if you think of those things and plan for those things, 
you know, the, the, the message we got earlier about opportunities will show up. You'll be amazed at how many opportunities you have in retirement because now you have the freedom to pursue almost anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's an important mindset is retirement doesn't need to be the traditional, you work 40 years full time, you stop, you get your pat on the back and gold watch and you hang out or whatever. Um, reframe it as retirement is freedom of time, freedom of choice. If you want to work great, if that brings you happiness and fulfillment and a sense of purpose and social connection, as long as you're doing it because you want to do it on your terms, fantastic. If you instead want to volunteer, great. If you want to go start a bagel shop or something, right? Um, retirement is different things to different people, but I think the common denominator, again, freedom of choice, freedom of time, that, that's really what you're aiming for, right? That's exactly right. And, you know, it, it can provide a little extra income to give you a little more confidence in your financial plan. I like to talk about when I take on a project that's going to make me a certain amount of money, I like to assign that money to a specific thing or not thing. It's usually a, a specific experience. You know, we, we're taking our kids to Hawaii next year. Okay. That's something that, you know, I can assign this money to that. Well, what a great way to spend some time in retirement to be able to take your your kids and your family somewhere that they want to go. Yeah. But you you hit on the other ones, the social connections you get from any part time job, the sense of utility, the time management, all those five functions we talked about right. earlier, even working 10 hours a week, you can help fill that void if it's there. Doesn't have to be. I'm not saying everyone needs to do this. I'm just saying if you want to do it, it really solves a lot of the issues you have with having a successful retirement. Sure. I, uh, I, I got a I got a haircut today just for this Facebook live session, Andy. And the 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 lady that was cutting my hair, she was I'm down in Florida. She was a snowbird. She comes down to Florida in the winter from Wisconsin and cuts hair, but only does it three days a week so she can go visit her sister in the Keys. What a great life in retirement, right? She's she's keeping up her skills she had during her career right? and and still living life and enjoying it. And a little bit of extra money in retirement, it's wonderful. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and free from the shackles of working 40, 50 hours a week because she has to. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Okay. That is a wrap for part one of my previously recorded chat with Kevin Lyles about retirement readiness and the softer side of retirement planning. I'm sure you all found this helpful. Be sure to come back next week. Episode 79 will be the uh, second of these two parts of my, my, my previous chat with Kevin. As always, if you like this show, it would be greatly appreciated if you would take a moment to leave a review on uh, whatever podcast platform listening, listening platform you use to listen to Retirement Planning Education. And if you haven't already, check out retirementplanningeducation.com where you can find access to the other uh, retirement planning education sources, a whole bunch of freely downloadable stuff. There's a YouTube pay, uh, channel. There's the uh, monthly blog, which I just realized I haven't yet posted this month's blog. I should probably do that. And a link to the Facebook group. So that's that. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to come back next time for episode 79 with my second part of my uh, chat with Kevin Lyles. Take care. See you then. The information discussed in this podcast is only general explanations and education. It is not specific tax, legal, or investment advice. Before considering acting on anything you heard here, first consult with your tax, legal, or investment advisor. Thank you.